Well, grace and peace, everybody. This is Pastor Nate, and I want to thank you for joining another episode of Bridging the Gap. I, again, am your host, Pastor Nate, and I'm excited about this week. Uh, God has been so good. I mean, we always think of the negatives all the time. We always think of everything that could possibly go wrong, and, and we forget sometimes to pay attention to what God is doing in our lives and how good He is and how good He's been. So right there, I just want to take a time just to give God praise because I think sometimes we often, uh, and oftentimes we think about the negatives too much and, and our uh, what God is doing that is good definitely outweighs the bad. I mean, listen, you're listening to me right now. You could be anywhere right now. You could be laying in a grave right now, dead, never had this decision or to listen to another episode or hear anything about Jesus Christ, but here you are. So I want to thank you for joining us though today. And, I, and I'm really going to get right into this topic. I'm not going to take up too much of your time, 15, 20 minutes, but I just want to release this particular uh, uh, podcast study, lesson, message, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I'm excited. But if you will, before we get started, go ahead and share this broadcast, if you will, whatever social media outlet you have, uh, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, um, you know, whatever else is out there, uh, go ahead and share this, uh, post this to your posts and, or share this to your post. And, uh, hopefully that somebody can be enlightened and, uh, and, and challenged even at times, uh, when we hear the word of God, oftentimes it challenges us. And so hopefully that's the case here. So let's get started on this week's podcast. This week's podcast is simply called, or title, I'm going to title it this way. What are you desiring? Ask yourself that question. We ask, we ask ourselves that a lot, uh, things that we desire of our heart. But I want to ask you this simple question. What are you desiring personally? What are you desiring? Are we desiring more of God are we desiring more of this world, what the world can offer us? Are we, are we looking to our maker for our source or are we looking to our employer for our source? Are we looking to the doctors for our physical well-being and our answers or are we looking to our chief physician, Jesus Christ, who can heal all diseases, who can take care of all of our needs? So my question is, who are you desiring simply today? And so we're going to talk about four things. Number one, pride of life, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and greed. We're going to talk about these four things, the pride of life, lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and greed. Let's look at pride of life, if you will. If you have your Bible, you can follow with me. If you're taking notes and you're, you can look at this later, you're driving uh, around. Uh, I know my buddy Sam uh, in Kentucky, he drives a truck, so he probably doesn't have time to sit here and uh, pull up his phone app while he's driving down the road. So Sam, look, up, look it up later. So if you have your Bible, turn with me to 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. And it reads this way. This is the uh, New Living Translation. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father. So let me say that one more time, the scripture saying here. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. What's from this world? Cravings for physical pleasure, cravings for everything we can see or even touch, and pride in our achievements and our possessions. 
I know this is going to be a touchy subject for a lot of people because we all do have issues in these areas. These are struggles of the flesh. These are struggles with our internal self. And so these may feel, you may feel a little bit convicted on these. I mean, I was feeling convicted as I'm writing these down and as as I'm preparing myself. So I want us to evaluate ourselves, but what are we desiring? Look at yourself, say, you know, Nathan, what are you desiring? You fill in the blank with your name. You don't say Nathan, you say yourself, but you just fill in there. What am I desiring? What am I desiring? And so I think about the pride of life. Oftentimes we, we go around thinking of what we can get, what we can do, what we could, how we can get it. And so we get so caught up in trying to, as there's a saying, to keep up with the Joneses. We try to keep up with the Joneses that we push so hard. We desire so hard to get the things that the Joneses have or the Johnsons or the Thomas or the, you fill in the blank, whoever that is that you're trying to keep up with. You look across social media, everywhere you see is people trying to present themselves in a better light. Marriages I see quite often, they post on Facebook about their love for one another, and then only finding out months later, there's been infidelity in their family or in their relationship, or there's been something, some things have, there's not love at the home like you're trying to portray on social media. So the question is, where is that rooted from? It comes simply down and simply put, it comes from pride of life. We're, we have so much pride in us that we want to present ourselves as something that we're not. That is a sin. We cannot allow pride, number one, pride to overtake us. We can't allow pride to determine what our decision making is going to be because pride is an act of flesh. And so, so many times we'll buy things which kind of goes into the, the, the pride of, you know, in, in the situation here, the pride of life. We try to buy things that are appealing, not only to ourselves, but so that everybody else will see it. I've always wondered why, why men, some men exercise, not necessarily for their wife or to try to stay healthy, but they want other people to see them. <laughs> Maybe some of us are guilty of that. You know, I'm at the age now, I'm 46 years old. I go to the gym strictly based off of trying to make my body feel better. I'm hurting. And the older I get, I hurt more. But there's some people I'll go in there and I'll watch these young guys, these young women, dressed all out, uh, wearing tightest clothes that they can find so you can see every crevice of muscle they have in their body. Or the women just trying to show their toned body. And I wonder why they're doing that. Now, I think of there's a lot of people I've witnessed in my own self or in my own eyes that I've witnessed. I'm thinking to myself, you are married and you're looking and gawking at these other women. And because you're trying to look impressed or staring in front of that mirror, flexing. If you're listening to this, I'm, I'm on the camera right now trying to act like I'm flexing in front of the camera. <laughs> you know, we, we do that because we're trying to we're trying to live up to something that is deep down inside that we're desiring approval from man, approval from some other source outside of our marriage. You're trying to get approval somewhere. So what happens is the pride of life comes into us and the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. 
We start looking and dwelling on those things that we desire, these things that we want. Now listen, don't hear me say getting healthy and getting fit is demonic because I try to do it often and I struggle and I fail doing it oftentimes because I've just turned a new new leaf on life, as they would say, trying to eat better. I'm trying to eat nothing but whole foods, trying to eat if God created it, I'm going to eat it. Uh, type of type of diet, not necessarily a diet, but a lifestyle, because I want to live healthier. My age now, I'm dealing with arthritis. I'm dealing with pains in my body that I never had before in my back, in my knees, my shoulders, my feet, my legs. Well, I'm telling you, if you're listening to this and you're in your 20s, you got something to look forward to. And uh, so here's the thing: there's a lot of preventive care we can do. Which I'm not talking about a health thing today. I'm talking about the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the things we begin to desire after to try to, we got to ask ourselves, why am I pursuing this so hard? Why am I trying to find that bigger house? Am I, am I trying to find that bigger house so I can, so I can, that it'll meet my needs or am I trying to buy that bigger house or get that bigger house so I can say, look at me and my achievements? Questions to think about. Are you buying that car that you don't even need? I, lo- I love me and Bishops talks about this often. I'm a car guy, those that know me. Uh, I, I think differently. Me and Bishop think different in this area. He drives a 22, now probably a 23-year-old vehicle. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you need to switch that out. You need to get a new car. Drive something different. You don't always have to stay right there. And he, he'll still say to himself, listen, I don't pay a dime on it. I don't owe nobody. I don't owe a bank nothing. It's paid off. And let me tell you, that's wisdom if you can do that. And so here's the thing. Some of us can't do that because the pride of life is crippling us so bad that we want something just because somebody else has it. I'm not talking to anybody. Let me move on. If that's you, though, I want you to address this internal issue. What are you desiring? Are you desiring those things because somebody else has them? Are you desiring those things because you don't have them? Now, these are questions you have to ask yourself. I'm just trying to get to the deep side of it, the personal side of things. Let's look at the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3. And it reads this way, All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Listen, oftentimes we go after things that we want. We want naturally things. The lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh. Let me tell you, I always tell young people, I've told my kids this. I talk to my wife. We have these stories. We talk about this. There's, there's, there's three things that God, the enemy wants after, that wants to come after us, just like God wants the same way. The eyes, the ear gate, and the mouth gate. Now, these are the things we have to self-control, right? I choose not to lust from my eyes, so I got to be careful what my eyes capture. Now, let's think from the sinful nature uh, uh, for a male and a female, the lust of the eyes, desiring something that's not ours. We're married. I shouldn't be looking at this. I shouldn't be looking towards another person. So we've got to tell ourselves, where are my eyes going towards? And then the next thing is the ear gate. Some of us give our ears 
uh, towards other people's tailbearing, gossiping, lying. Oh, where are you lending your ears? And then the mouth gate is the next thing. And we begin to speak those things and we begin to partake in some of these things that I just mentioned, tailbearing, gossiping, lying, being deceitful. Now you got to ask yourself, what is, what is causing me to do this? You have, you have to evaluate the lust of the eyes and your lust of your flesh. It's a real thing. Whether we can sit here and try to holify, I'm going to make up a word. We're going to try to holify everything we do. We try to sanctify some things and we need to sanctify our eyes. We need to sanctify our mouth. We need to sanctify our ears. We need to cleanse ourselves from maybe, maybe that was the old you. And it's, it's hard for you just to resist it right away. Here's what I tell you to do. Grasp a hold of the word of God. Challenge yourself to dig deeper into the things of God. And here's what's going to happen. The deeper you dig, the more you won't want to go back to that old ways of doing things, right? I always tell my, I, I told kids one time, if you struggle with your sexual desires, which we do, we're human beings, and, and some struggle more than others. So if you have a lustful issue, whether it be pornography and you just need to constantly pour or feed, as I talked about a, a, one of my episodes about feeding things, uh, if you're going to feed that flesh, guess what's going to happen? That flesh desire is going to grow even deeper. But here's what I told one of my younger kids one time. I said, listen, when you're getting ready to, you know, let's say watch pornography or getting ready to do something, I dare you to begin to pray in the spirit. Now, if you're not Holy Ghost filled, you may question like, well, what, how am I, what, what do you suggest me to do? Just start praying to Jesus really, really, really fervently on fire, like I dare you to start giving God praise right in the midst before you're about to do it. Let this sink in your head. I promise you right now, if you get ready to partake in something that is of the flesh like that, and you begin to pray in the spirit or begin to give God worship and praise, all of a sudden, you know what's going to happen? Those sinful desires will diminish. They will definitely decrease, if not diminish completely. And so all of a sudden, then conviction will come on you. This is how we control the flesh. We don't let the flesh win. We shut the flesh down. If we, if we starve our flesh to death, then it, our flesh ain't going to cry out to us anymore. Well, I can't starve myself now. I'm not talking about food. Listen, if we starve the flesh, the fleshly desires, the sinful natures, it will not grow. That's simple nature. Don't allow your sinful natures to grow by simply not feeding that demon that's in there, that desire that wants to simply control you all the time. So you got to get a handle on it. And the last thing, greed. Look, look what Hebrews chapter 13 and 5 says. Some of us struggle with this. I had a major struggle in this area when I was in the car business world and when I was in the business world in general. Hebrews chapter 13 and 5 says, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Listen, greed is a legit thing. We, I mean, I can sit here and name 20 things, but greed is a legit thing. It, you, don't, you don't have to admit this, but most of us do struggle with greed. A lot of us do struggle with greed. Whether it be 
always trying to get an upper hand, always trying to hustle, and always trying to forget, lose focus on things. Because here's what happens with greed. Greed becomes a very slippery slope. And it's not, there's nothing wrong. Don't hear me saying there's nothing wrong trying to make money, trying to have a side hustle, trying to better your life. But if it is controlling you to the point that that is your only focus, your eyes are set strictly upon the love of money and always having more, then you need to evaluate yourself from a spiritual standpoint. Am I, am I seeking the things after God? The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things, other things, other things shall be added unto you. What other things are you seeking? Here's the thing. We get this backwards when you struggle with the spirit of greed. We start seeking the other things and then we seek God. But God is saying, listen, you need to seek after me first. Then I'll supply you with everything else. So we got to get a handle on greed. Greed can't control you, but you control it. You, you gotta, you gotta tell yourself, listen, my family's more important than working this double shift. My family's more important than taking it on another obligation just so I can make more money, so I can have more toys. Because if you look at this, they all go hand in hand. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and greed. They all work together for their own demise. If you maybe struggle with greed, guess what's going to happen? The pride of life is probably controlling you too. If you struggle with the pride of life, guess what else is probably controlling you? Greed. If you struggle with the lust of the flesh, most likely you're struggling with the lust of the eyes and the thing, the pride of life as well. They all work hand in hand. So how do we deal with it? We've got to starve it to death. What am I saying? How do I starve this to death? How do, I, how do I change who I've always been? I'm not here to tell you that it's going to be easy. <laughs> it's not easy at all. But you've got to start somewhere. You've got to take a hold of it, not the other way around, where it takes a hold of you, where money is constantly yelling to you, speaking to you, not where the pride of life is constantly pushing you to do stuff that you probably shouldn't be doing at the time of your life. Listen, let me tell you this right now. If you can't afford to go on a Bahama cruise, don't do it just because everybody else on your social media is. Do what you can do. Do what's best for you and your family. But if you can, I'm not here to say anything negative to you. You, Praise God you can. But listen, we all have levels. And so that's how we overcome some of these obstacles, the pride of life. Listen, if I can't afford a 2023 Mercedes Benz, then what should I be driving? A 2022 Hyundai Accent, which is what I drive. Because that's the level that I want to pay. That's the level that I want to affect my family. That's the level that I don't want to cause me to not be able to go on vacations or have this things that I, I have budgeted for in my life. Listen, it's called self-control. Yeah, I think we've heard that before. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Self-control will will simply uh, drown out all these desires. Self-control will diminish the greed, the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. I've said this before, and I'm going to close on this one. I've said this before. I hate how the churches have always... Uh, really came down hard on women, the way they dress, how they look, and not so hard on the men. 
Here's my statement to that. Yes, we should have, we should dress in modesty. We should, we should not try to provoke somebody from, you know, if we can do something about it. Let's try not to provoke a man to sin or a woman to sin. And I, and I say that both ways. Men, come on now, use some sense here. You know what you're doing. You know why you're trying to, who you're trying to attract. Use some, use some, use some self-control here. Use some common sense and, and address that area in your life. But here's what the thing is. Men, men, women oftentimes, they're always condemned by what they wear or they're condemned on, on how they have their hair even or how much makeup they wear. Listen, I'm going to talk to you brothers that are listening to this right now. Stop condemning these women. You need to have self-control. You need to address yourself and stop trying to point to them to try to fix them. Fix yourself. Listen, in the church, we understand. We, we, we can address modesty. We can address certain things. Man, we're not going to come in here with halter tops or, or V-necks that show everything of, uh, that's under the sun. We understand that there is things called modesty and there's self-control even in the dress attire. But listen, when we leave this, this, this four, these four walls of the church, we're going to go out. We're going to go to the beach. We're going to go to the swimming pools. We're going to go to the grocery stores. And they don't care. They can't spell modesty, let alone Christianity. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to have self-control. Address yourself. And if you get a handle on yourself, then everything around you is going to get better. (laughs) And I'm telling you, this is a, it's getting hot in here. I don't know if it's the stuff that I'm speaking on, but I'm here to speak to you. We got to address our flesh, our flesh before it, 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 it controls us or continues to control you. So I want to pray for you as I dismiss this episode. If you're struggling in the flesh, I just want you to reach out and say, God, give me help here. I need your help right now, God. So Father, I pray for that man that's watching or that young woman that's that's struggling even with the pride of life and that may be struggling with the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, or even struggling with greed. God, I pray that we get a handle on this. God, I pray that they begin to use self-control and not allow their flesh to control them, but them control their flesh. God, I pray that you begin to establish them, God. And and I'm serious about this. Lord, when we begin to struggle, Lord, that's when we should seek you more. It's not the other way around. When when we struggle a bunch, uh, then we start seeking you. We should seek you at all times, in the good times and in the bad times, in the mountaintop and in the valley low. God, I'm here to serve you, Lord. And when I'm battling, God, I'm going to seek you even stronger. When I'm winning the victory, God, I'm going to seek you even more because you are worthy of it all. So, Father, I pray for everyone listening, everyone watching this right now, either on YouTube or on a podcast somewhere. God, I pray that you just begin to empower them. And, Lord, we know how they are empowered. They're empowered by the word of God. So, Father, I pray you be with them in Jesus' name. Amen. Till I see you again, join me next time on Bridging the Gap. God bless you.